Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of Kramer Basketball and the Coach's Edge, and this is our first episode of 2022, and I'm excited for everything that we have in store this upcoming year for the podcast with the website, coachesedge.coach, everything that we're doing right now with all of our coaches who are in season, and we finished up some awesome basketball clinics over Christmas break. We had three clinics in two different states. All of them sold out. We had some great feedback, and I'm really excited about continuing to get that ball rolling and having really a full year of basketball events and training and kind of what we've normally done that hasn't really been some of that normal schedule since 2019 for as far as a full year goes which is pretty crazy to say now on this episode two different things one we're going to dive into some things i want our coaches to think about regarding conference play as we head into the league season and secondly I want to share some things that I've learned over the years that I think can provide great value to you, not just as a basketball coach, but to a per- as a person. Um, these aren't things that I've learned this past year. They're just things that I'm always continuing to learn. And I started to write some of these things down and I wanted to share them with you. So I'll start with that first. I'm going to go over a list, a handful of things that really stand out to me, things that when I'm thinking about them, they make me better. They make me better, not just as an individual, but they help me help other people. And I think that's really why, where we find a lot of value in our life is when we're interacting and we're helping one another. So I hope this helps you as well. And then we'll dig in the second half to five things that I think can help you uh, as you head into the, the league season. So I'll start running through this list. I learned that things that seem urgent, they're usually not. I learned that little things are often the big things. We get that mixed up a lot of times. I learned that you can't outperform a negative mindset. I learned that if you really wanna reach people and develop relationships, We need to be willing to listen more, create more, but consume less. Consume less, meaning maybe we're not watching as much TV. We're not on social media as much as flipping through. It's kind of that junk food type mentality. I learned that spending time with those that you love is always time well spent. I learned that providing value for others is more rewarding than what I could get in return. I learned that consistently, consistently is the key. Reaching out to the people that I care about is one of the most important things I can do. If I really care about somebody, I'm going to touch base with them every now and then. That has tremendous value. I learned that every time you feel like you got things figured out, brand new challenges are right around the corner. And that's just part of what life is. I learned that giving a sincere thank you is the one, of more, one of the most powerful things that I can say. And I learned that receiving a sincere thank you is one of the most powerful things I can hear. I don't think we do those two things enough. I learned that if I start my day out thinking of the reasons I am thankful, my day is automatically better. 
and man, oh man, do I need to do a better job of that, trying to live my day in thankfulness. I learned that fear and pride are more closely related than I thought. I learned that having fewer goals and fewer expectations and paying more attention to my principles and my standards of how I live have much more value. Fewer goals, fewer expectations, more attention to my principles, my standards, my values. Learn that one of the most important things that I can do each day is to treat people well, including myself. Now, if you're like me, and a lot of coaches have this in common, it can be really, really hard on ourselves. We treat other people really well. We can really beat ourselves up and be very critical of ourselves. Sometimes you got to treat yourself well. I learned how valuable respecting someone is, even if you disagree with their opinion. I learned that comparing doesn't help me improve. And the last thought that I want to leave you with is learn that I'm the best in the world at one thing, and that's being me. Those are some simple thoughts that I've been thinking about, written down over the years, and I hope that they can provide some value to you as far as your thought process, your mindset, and how you get after it each and every day. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to get into five things that you can think about heading into conference play to make your team better. Before we get back to the episode, I want to thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. And if you find this episode beneficial, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. That goes a really long way as we continue to build the Coach's Edge. And most of all, share this episode out with someone else who you think also may find it beneficial. That's what the Coach's Edge is all about, trying to give you an edge, an advantage. Let's get better together. Back to the show. Okay, I hope that you found that beneficial. As we dive into the conference play, let me just say one more thing. On this podcast, it's a basketball coaching podcast, but I really feel like if all we're talking about is the basketball aspect, I'm not doing my job because basketball is a platform that we can use to benefit so many other people in ways that will that are so far beyond the game and that will apply to their job, their families that they're going to have, how they treat other people, how they think of themselves and, and their own self-image and self-confidence. There's so, so many aspects of that that you know, we got to touch on that. The game is bigger than the game itself. Now, with that said, you want to win. You want to win. That's what we are with the Coach's Edge podcast and the website. We want to help give our coaches an advantage, give you the edge. Here's five thoughts that I have as you start to head into conference play and really get the season rolling. One, and we touched on this a little bit in a previous conversation that's going to come out later with Jaden Nichols, and that's understanding probably have to shorten the rotations a little bit. During the non-conference schedule, maybe you are playing a couple more players, right? Maybe there's 15, 20 minutes within that game that we got, we got to give those to some of the same players on the team. 
we have to communicate that well because those are some tough conversations to have with some of those fringe players who are getting some time, but we got to cut it so that our top whatever number that is that makes sense with, with how your style of play is, those players are getting to play more often. Number two, playing through our best players. This is huge. I love so much of the motion, equal opportunity offense, but when it comes down to it, if we're going to lose a game, I at least want to lose that game knowing that my best players had the chance to put us in a position to succeed. Not everybody got their touches, everybody got their shots, and then we end up losing that game. I'm saying, man, if my point guard would have played a few more minutes and if they would have been able to handle the basketball more and take a few more shots and have a few more driving opportunities, do we win that game? I don't want to have to think about that. I want to play through my best players. That's a lot of what the preseason in the non-conference, in my opinion, is all about. It's about figuring out what are some of these lineups and who are the players that have stepped up and now they, they have earned a bigger role as you're heading into some of the most important games of the year. Number three, add some wrinkles. You may not be able to put in something that's completely brand new this deep into the season, but is there something that you already have in place Teams are starting to scout a little bit more as you get into conference play. And we can just build and add some tweaks and some wrinkles to something that you already have to make it even better. All good coaches that I know do this. All of them, right? They're not run the exact same stuff that they were in early November that they are in end of February and into March. There's always some wrinkles and some tweaks. Number four. End of game lineups. Think about some of those situations where you're down or you're up and ask yourself when it comes to end of game lineups, who on your team can handle ball pressure, handle traps, make good decisions. And also who on your team can apply pressures when you're down, you need to come back. What's that lineup look like and that defense look like that is going to be able to try and give yourself the best chance to turn the other team over late in the game. This also means working on special situations more often practice late game and getting an idea of what some of those team concepts are that you have when you're up and the other team is pressuring you. You're down, you need to apply pressure, you need to create some turnovers. What does that look like? So that was number four, really honing in on your end of game lineups. And number five, the scouting report becomes more important. And we'll talk about scouting report. We have, we've done past episodes on it. We have current episodes that are going to be published about scouting reports. But here's the one thing that I want to mention with this one as you're digging into a scout. Is there something that another team is doing that has worked well against your opponent? And maybe you can tweak or add that into how you go into that next game. And I think about the importance of being different if another team is better. Let's say you prefer to uh, play a pack line defense and you're kind of taking turns possession for possession up and down the court. But the team that you're playing 
little bit bigger, a little more athletic defensively. They're content with playing against your pack line and going possession for possession up and down the court. And you know, if you play this game possession for possession, they're going to win, right? They just, they just have more talent, more athleticism, and they're content to play your style better than you can. So you got to look at some of the games that they've played. And is there something that they had trouble with in a previous game? And you look at it and you say, you know what? There's some personnel on that other team that actually resembles some of the personnel that we have. We might be able to get out and apply some more ball pressure because this team is big. They're good in their half-court execution, but they're really not that good at handling traps. They don't want to be sped up. So can we add some of that into what we're already, already doing? Now, are you totally changing your stripes as a team for this one game? That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying if what you do well, someone else not only does well, but they do better, we have to look at that scout, look at some previous games that they're struggling with and find the team that has given them some trouble and they've given them something that you think we can resemble that a little bit. We can give them a look like that. And so now they're going to struggle with that as well. I hope that makes sense. So as we're, we're going through these five, let's review it real quick. One, shorten rotations, right? Best players need to play more. Those are tough conversations and it needs to be communicated to your team. Two, play through your best players. Three, add some wrinkles, some tweaks as you go through this point in the year. Four, Spend more time on your end of game situations with a thought process of what are my, what are my end of game lineups that can handle pressure? What are my end of game lineups that can apply pressure? And what are those lineups where we just have some kids out on the court who thrive a little bit more in that type of environment? And number five, as your scouting report becomes more vital, as you're rounding into league play, you're playing these teams, twice start to look at what some other teams have done well against an opponent and see if you can copycat some of that and make it your own as you head into these games and maybe that's the second time around playing some of these some of these teams i hope that you find that beneficial i hope that there's one of those tips in there you're like yep we can do a little bit more of that and that will make make us better. Um, being a skill development guy, I'm always thinking progress, progress, progress. So as much as these are a little more tactical, I would say do not skimp out on continuing consistently to get some ball handling in, some finishing in, some shooting in with your team throughout the course of the year. I know many coaches get so caught up in the tactics and the, the big game stuff that their, their players lose some of the skills that they've built up in the off season and in the preseason because there's so much of the gameplay and the scouting where they're just simply not getting enough reps and reads in these specific little skills that are going to actually help them become a better player. Think about this. You may be better at the end of the year with the execution aspects of your offense and defense. Your players may be getting worse 
at the skill aspects of execution because they've lost some reps with their ball handling, their shooting, and their finishing. Think about that, of how you can make some time and prioritize some time to make that a priority throughout the course of this season. The coaches, thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. I wish you all the best. If there's anything that I can do for you, please let me know. Reach out. It's contact at CranmerBasketball.com. It's at Coach's Edge One on Twitter. If you are curious about our one-three-one zone offense package, our practice plan package, if you're not a Coach's Edge member, you can get access to those things. We're working on a two-three zone offense package. We're putting together our four-out-one-in motion offense practice course uh, that A.J. Burton has put together a ton of great stuff going on with the Coach's Edge. And obviously, when the season ends, you're not a member, you want to become a member, hey, we look forward to, to hitting it hard once we get into March. But I can't wait right now to serve all the coaches and continue to serve all the coaches that we have this basketball season. Coach, thank you for listening. Keep up the great work. And as always, get after today. <laughs>